peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet. What's good? So, me and my daughter had a very candid conversation as we were driving to the beach today. So, I asked her to share some of her thoughts, very candid. These are things that are not comfortable, but I think they are things that are necessary. But before I get to those thoughts, I want to take you to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 19 and verse 7. So, let's check this verse out and then we're going to get to these thoughts. Okay, <clears throat> Matthew 19 and verse 7. Uh, they say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing <clears throat> of divorcement, excuse me, and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, um, of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. <clears throat> so I wanted to get into that. And you're going to see why this is relevant to what we're going to discuss today. And again, I ask you to say exactly what you said to me when we were on our drive. Don't hold anything back. So initially, how this how this started? What was your question to me? Um, I asked him his point of view on the Beyonce and Jay Z cheating thing, and okay. how they like stuck <clears throat> through it. Okay, yeah, and that was it. It led to a very good conversation, and also what it led to is it led to some candid conversations. Now, you guys know I've I've talked about my divorce in the past. It's no secret. I don't hide it. Um, but. So we got into a conversation about the effects of divorce on children, right? Because you might see the relationship I have with my kids. For those of you who know me personally, for those of you who are on my personal Instagram and you see how I interact with my kids, you know, I love my kids. You know that that as far as earthly things are concerned, my kids are important, supremely important. And some people might see that and they might go, and I know some people do this. Well, he's divorced and he has kids. So if we get divorced, it'll all work out and everything will be good. This conversation, as I said, is going to be uncomfortable. We're going to go over some things that we discussed and you're going to see that divorce absolutely affects children. This is what I hope from this video. If you are married, if you are considering divorce, if your spouse has not cheated on you, if y'all just not getting along, if it's if it's, you know, some problem with some sin, whether it be alcoholism or pornography or maybe your husband or wife is addicted to gambling, some things that can be worked out. Right. Realistically, everything can be worked out if people are willing to work. 
my goal is if you have kids, you will watch this and you will consider some of the things that my daughter is going to say. So we talked about the effects of divorce on children. And I asked, I said, well, how has it affected you? And what did you tell me? Be honest. Okay. So I have commitment issues. <clears throat> I can already tell that from like the way I act. Um, I don't like PDA from like relationships. That just weirds me out. And whenever I go to like friend's house and their parents are married, it's very weird for me to see that because I didn't grow up with that. Now, I'm a person, I'm about honesty and transparency to a certain degree, right? Like there, there's so much transparency you can give. Of course, some things you're going to keep close to the hip. You're not going to allow all your information out in the streets. But when it comes to things like this, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat this. She just explained to you how me and my ex-wife's divorce has affected her. She has explained to you that she can already tell she's going to have some commitment issues, right? And she's still young, right? She's not dating or I'll break her neck. She already knows that. <laughs> but she knows enough and we have enough conversations that she understands some of the problems that she can already see welling up. So let's talk about the commitment issues. What do you think? What do you think about me and your mom getting divorced has affected you as far as how you see commitment? Um, I think it's growing up not seeing like a stable, not to say that you guys aren't like stable or anything. You guys are very friendly. It wasn't like a messy divorce or anything, but like seeing a stable relationship in the household, I think that kind of affected like why I have commitment issues. I just feel like if I were ever to get into a relationship, I couldn't commit to somebody because it just it's just weird to me okay and that's honest right so these are like i said these are the effects of divorce can you get divorced can it be friendly um can your kids not see you guys at odds if you have kids yes you can but does that mean that they're going to be unaffected and i think this is the fallacy that some have some people believe Oh, because we're friendly, my kids won't be affected. Everything will be all right. You just heard what she said. It's weird for her to see a stable relationship. That's now I'm jovial in a way I talk. But if you think that's not crushing to me, you are sadly mistaken. I, I wish I could turn back the hands of time and I wish this was something that I can undo. It can't be undone. What's done is done. Now, moving forward. The thing I love about my children and the thing I love about the relationship we have is that at a minimum, we could at least have candid conversations about these things and hopefully do some some repairing with God's help. So going into a relationship, my children don't have the problems that I had. What what do you think? So what? You were kind of young when me and your mom separated, but as you were, I guess, growing up, getting older, what did you think when you had friends who had parents who were together? Like, did you ever, did you ever wonder like, why are my parents not together or why are they parents, why are their parents together? Did, did those questions ever? Um, no, cause you guys were very straightforward with this. You were just like, look, me and your mom are not together anymore. It's not to say that we don't love you guys. It's just, you know, 
us the problems in the relationship um but it was weird to like go to a friend's house and then see like oh their parents are together that's kind of weird did you ever wonder why like at that age like at that young age did the thought ever cross your mind well why are my parents not together um no okay because <laughs> You guys, you told us everything, you know, you were very honest with us. You never like kept it a secret. And I think that's um, a problem when people get divorced and they try to keep their kids out of it. Like you should be straightforward with them. You shouldn't try to keep them in the dark because I will just end up hurting them worse. Yeah. And um, it was uh, it wasn't a, a information overload for those who yeah. are thinking that <laughs> yeah. we, we we rolled things out slowly, but we didn't want our. We didn't want our kids to grow up with lingering questions. What happened? Why didn't it work? Who did what? Mm -hmm. And the the approach that I believe we both took, I can't speak for your mom, but I, I believe she took the same approach as we we tried our best. Now, it didn't not full transparency. It wasn't always this way. We were at the beginning. It was it was a little angry. And then a lot of the fault is on my part. I will admit that. So at some point. Me and her both decided, all right, for our kids' sake, we grew up in broken homes. We have to do whatever we can to repair this moving forward so that hopefully they don't have the same issues we had. So whenever the kids would ask us questions, like if they asked me what happened, I would tell them, look, this is what I did wrong. If you want the other side of the story, ask your mom and she can tell you whatever she chooses to divulge. The idea was... I didn't want to tear down their mom and I'm, I'm pretty sure that was reciprocated. We tried to keep that, that neutral ground at least. What do you I, think? As, I feel like you guys, your relationship got better. Like you got closer <laughs> over time. Uh, and I think that had a lot to do with the discussions. We had a lot of, so me and her mom had a lot of uh, backdoor discussions that the kids w <clears throat> were not privy to, but it was pretty much the damage was done. Right. So you got to be you when you you have to realize and take responsibility and ownership for your actions. We got divorced. Um, I won't get into all of the details of that, but the responsibilities on both of us, we should have figured it out. We got four kids. We should have figured it out and, and fought tooth and nail to make this work. Right. But once we got divorced and the damage was done and there was nothing we could do to turn that back. Okay, now we have to do what we can to make sure our kids have the best environment possible. Now, this is not, and this is why I hope this video, if you have friends who have kids that are thinking about divorce and they have a marriage that's salvageable. And what I mean by that is we all know people who have what, what I call the microwave mentality with relationships. Oh, he doesn't pick up after himself. I want to leave. Oh, she don't, she don't ever want to cook. I'm ready for a divorce. Come on. Like y'all got to get over that. So for people who have microwave problems that can be fixed, worked out, please send them this video. And the reason I want you to send them this video is because I want people to understand many people see people who are divorced and they see the kids and the kids seem like they're okay. And they think, oh, there was no damage. It takes a lot of work to like make sure your kids are okay when you're like getting a divorce. It's not like all easy. You have to like check up on them constantly and see how they're doing with like dealing with everything and stuff. It's not easy peasy. 
It is not at all. And we did that a lot. I did that. I had a traveling job, you know, for many years. And it was a lot of phone calls, a lot of conversations, a lot of time with my kids. Those who know me will tell you my time was consumed with spending time with my kids when I was home. Um, it was seldom. I'm not a, I've never been a partier, right? That's just never been my MO. I didn't do, you know, much of any of that. So if I wasn't at the beach or at the comic book store, where was I? You were at home with us. <laughs> that's they'll tell you. That's that's what I was doing. That's what my time. And was even then, with. you would bring us along. Yeah, they were so wherever I went. Normally, they were with me unless they were in school or one of them. One or all of them were with me, and we, you know, not necessarily spending money or anything like that. Just spending time together, because I realized that being divorced. There's something that kids miss. And this is what this is what I would implore everybody to realize. Children need both parents. That doesn't mean that a per a single parent can't make it, can't make it work as best as possible. But you are sadly mistaken if you are under the impression that children don't need both parents. This is a family unit. This is the way God designed it. We read those verses. Because of the hardness of people's hearts, divorce was allowed. But the Lord Jesus Christ said from the beginning, it was not so. One of the things we talked about in the car when she, you know, admitted her commitment issues, I said, here's what I want you to understand. I would like for my children to find someone um, and get married and stay married. And the one thing I told her is nobody is going to force you to go to that altar <clears throat> and vow those vows and those vows you take are not really to your mate those vows are to god for better or for worse till death do you part and what did i tell you if you're not ready to me. work through everything and when i say everything i mean everything do not walk down that aisle do not say those vows because this is something you're doing before god mm -hmm. do not take that lightly and I've I will say this, though, because we talked about this in the car, too. If you're in a relationship that's like a danger to you and your child, then, yeah, I definitely think that unless it could be fixed, I definitely think that you should get out of that relationship because you wouldn't want anything to happen. Yeah. And it, so this is my instructions. And it's hard. Look, there humans complicate things that God made simple. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. God made this simple and easy and we complicated. So what we talked about in a car is I would not expect a woman who's getting abused to the point of near death to stay in the house. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not necessarily advocating for divorce because the Bible is very explicit. There's one situation where it was allowed. Right. And that was for fornication. Um. Let me let me read it again so I get it right. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whosoever marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. Now, again, humans make things messy. That's very simple and very straightforward. I wouldn't expect... This, so this is this is the instruction I gave to the best of my ability. And I'm not saying that this is the best instruction. <clears throat> if uh, if uh, if I was with somebody, let's say that was an alcoholic. 
I wouldn't divorce them, but I would remove myself from that situation and say, hey, look, we're going to stay together, but you need to get some help so we can make this work. Right. Mm -hmm. And that would be my instructions. If if a woman is with a, a man that's abusive, like I said, to near death. Well, no, I'm nobody in their right mind is going to advocate a woman sit there and get abused and die like that's that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm advocating for divorce. That's one of those complicated situations where I honestly don't know what advice I would give other than, hey, get away from the abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I would have to pray about how exactly to approach the situation. With, it's hard. Yeah. With cheating, too. I guess if you like if you cheated once, I can understand that. I could understand like working through it, going to counseling. But if it's like a repeating thing and you just that person just can't stay committed to one person, I would definitely like and it can't be fixed with counseling, I would get a divorce. If I was in that situation. Yeah, this is like I said, this is a this is an honest conversation. I did not push her answers. Uh, I'm not telling her what to say. My I did not raise my kids that way. This is the way I raise my kids. I am saved. I got saved when I was 20 years old. My kids will tell you there are several conversations that you're going to have if you're talking to me. It's going to be sci-fi, <laughs> comic books, history, politics, and the main course is going to be the Bible. My kids will tell you. But I never, I didn't force the Bible on my kids. Not that I didn't raise them up teaching them biblical things, but and the reason I didn't force it, I don't want my kids to believe by force. That's not mm -hmm. true belief. I want them to believe this because they believe it. There's many people, and I'm not I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm telling you what I did. I've seen many people who grew up in a Christian household, they leave that house and they turn into hellion. When we were younger, I mean, used to like we used to pray and we used to read the Bible, but like as we got older, it kind of stopped because I could understand like he didn't want to force us to do anything we didn't want to do. I wanted them to want to do it. That's the bottom line. I wanted them to want to do it. Now, I know a lot of people are gonna hear this and they're gonna go, "Oh my goodness, sacrilege! I can't <laughs> believe you didn't force them." Look, I am not telling you my way is the right way. It. It could be wrong. This is something I've prayed, toiled over. The Bible says, train up a child in a way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I understand that. And I know that's what a lot of people go to. I have thoughts, a lot of thoughts on these issues. Y'all know how I think. But I want my children to actually believe the Bible, not just go along with it, just to go along with it, because that's not going to get them anywhere. But with that said, Back to the conversation on relationships. Now, let's let's talk about the issue of PDA for those Wait, who don't know. Go ahead. Before you do that, I also feel like people think that a divorce is like a get out of jail free card. Yes, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like one wrong thing goes bad and then they're just like, oh, you know, this is my chance to get out of this. Yes. And that's that. That is not people. We live in a microwave society. We want things fast. We want things quick. And the moment something doesn't work, we want to throw it away and go buy another one. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and a lot of people don't realize that 
you, one of my friends told me this before you take you wherever you go, you, you take yourself. So you're not like, if the problem is you, you didn't solve anything. Yeah. You got out of that relationship. You're going to jump into the next one. And guess what you're taking with you, you, <laughs> you, and if you are the problem, you didn't fix anything. You got to You got to deal with problems. Most people don't want to deal with that now because I'm divorced. I had to do my best to try to try to teach my kids. And this is hard. This is hard because whatever I'm, then this is just me keeping it real with you. Whatever bar you set for yourself, I'm not going to say this is a blanket truth, but your children are normally going to set their bar a little below that. Right? So mm -hmm. if, if the bar you have set is, well, I got out of this because it just wasn't working, but I hope my kids have a marriage that work. You're going to have to do a lot of legwork if that's your mentality. And I understood, even though I didn't want a divorce, I understood that I got a lot of legwork to do to try to train my kids up to understand the finality of marriage. People think marriage is temporary. That's a thought that most people have. The Lord Jesus Christ said in the beginning, it was not so. This is marriage is supposed to be <clears throat> very, very final. People also take dating as like a joke, too. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think if I'm ever going to date, I'm dating to marry. I'm not dating just to date. Like I There like has to that. be a purpose to the relationship. I we like have to be that. headed somewhere. Yeah, that's, you know, I think... So I think that also plays into, like I said, the microwave society. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so many options. I'm just going to date to my heart's content. I'm not going to sit here and try to be self-righteous. Like I'd never dated anyone after getting divorced, didn't talk to anyone. I'm not going to sit here self-righteous like that. <laughs> but the one thing I did do, especially for my kids, I didn't date around, right? I wasn't jumping around from person to person. I didn't, I, 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 to this day, I haven't really dated anyone like seriously. And you know, the reason for that, some people think it's crazy. I felt like it was, I, I chose to have children. I wanted to have kids. And this is, this is something I personally put on myself. I'm not telling other people they have to live this way. I felt like it would be unfair for me to date someone especially while they were young, they're older now. So it's a little different, but while they were young, I felt it was unfair for me to devote my time trying to date someone and separate my time from them. They're yeah. already in a broken home. Well, we wanted you to date. I know. <laughs> I know. They told me several times, dad, when are you going to get someone? Um, oh, you know, sooner or later I'll yeah. find somebody. I mean, I, I understood, but I just, I always felt like I didn't want to have to split my time between you guys and someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause like if, when you guys were young, if I married someone and let's say I had another kid, well, now I have to split my time between you and between this other family. And you didn't ask to come into this world. Right. I decided to have kids. So I felt like it was my responsibility. I'm going to have to take that L. 
Mm-hmm. Time to put on my big boy pants and take that L. I feel like dating too is like a pre-marriage thing. So if you don't want to communicate in that relationship, then obviously during marriage, nothing's going to change. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dropping some gems. I like hearing that. <laughs> I like hearing this. You were paying attention during all those talks. I like that. <laughs> Conversation is a big, big deal, which is one of the reasons. Like this conversation that you're seeing on this video this is not, and she can attest to this. Like I said, I'm not forcing her to say anything. This is not contrived. These are the kind of conversations me and my children have on a regular basis. Yeah. Complex conversations over complex issues. And I give them my biblical standpoint. I'm not trying to force them to believe my biblical standpoint, but I lay a solid foundation. Here's what the Bible says. This is what has informed my belief on this issue. And here's how I believe this should be handled. And communication is one of those things we talked about a lot because Mm -hmm. people don't like to communicate. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big problem. What were you going to say about PDA? Oh, so I was going to go into the issue of why, why, for those of you don't know, that's public displays of affection. (laughs) So why do you, what about the divorce gave you a, I guess, a negative view of PDA? Is it because you didn't see it and it was abnormal to you? Um, maybe I think so. Cause I think if I grew up around it, it would be different. I mean, not to say if I get into a relationship, nothing is like we won't touch each other or something like that. But it just like watching other people doing that is just weird to me. Abnormal. Yeah. Just because it's something you didn't see. Yeah. So there's things. So for, for any out there who would be considering a divorce. And like I said, if it can be worked out, especially if you have kids work it out, let me repeat that again. If it can be worked out, especially if you have kids, work it out. Please cut all of this, getting divorced for any and everything out. Relationships are not microwaves. You don't get to burn that hot pocket, throw it away and grab another one out the fridge and just throw it in and put it on the same exact temperature for the same exact time and expect that it's somehow going to come out good now. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. That's the age we're living in. We're living in an insane age. So do you, would you say that the conversations that we've had over the years about these lingering issues from me and your mom's divorce has helped you at all? Or do you feel it's been uh, maybe so, so helpful? I think it's helpful because there's like kids at school and their parents are divorced too. And then I hear them talk and they're just like, oh, I have to go to my dad's house this weekend. This is going to suck. Or, oh, I have to go to my mom's house this weekend. It's going to suck. Like we didn't go through that. We, I loved and we enjoyed spending time with you. I think because you talked to us so much about everything. So I feel like if you don't communicate, then your kids are going to be like, oh, I have to hang out with my dad this weekend. That's going to suck. Yeah. And me and me and me and her mom, like I said, we took sacrifices, both of us. And, and once we both realized the error of our ways, we also understood 
they didn't ask to be in this situation. So we took sacrifices, right? I also think that the thing that helped the most is that you guys did, like, we all did things as a family. Like, you and mom, we would go out as a family. It wasn't just, like, stuff. Movies, Disney World, uh, spring break vacations. Yeah. Yeah, it was sacrifices that we made. Um, And many, many people, like, so this is what's funny. All of you guys' friends, what did they used to say about me and your mom? They were just like, your parents are divorced? I thought they were still married. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and that was, so that was intentional. That wasn't that wasn't an accident. Not that we were trying to act like we were married, but we tried to conduct ourselves in such a way, especially in front of the children. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and feign to you self-righteous. Me and her mom at times were at each other's throats. <laughs> it happened unfortunately it did happen right so i'm not trying to feign like i'm some kind of self-righteous oh i did this right no but what we did understand is we have to do whatever we can in our power to show them something so that they in the cycle of broken homes and i know that might sound hypocritical because we got divorced but it is my desire and it is my prayer that the cycle of broken homes within my lineage does not carry itself to my children. And then people have the nerve to tell me that I'm lying too when I tell them that. It's so funny. I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was like I said, it was intentional. We got a lot of good memories, a lot of family vacations, that Disney World trip, that first one. Oh, yeah, the that food. Was pretty, yeah, that was pretty epic. It's crazy. Yeah, that was pretty epic. We went to, what was that? When we go to Disney World again, was that last year? We yeah. went to um the Star Wars land that they had just opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was that was pretty dope. We got to get on the Millennium Falcon. Oh, I felt amazing. like Yeah, I felt like I was walking through Tatooine. If you have not been to Disney World, to that uh that Star Wars theme park, you are missing out. I'm telling yes. you. If you're a geek, you need to go. You need to go. That's like the geek mecca. But so that, I mean, that was pretty much what we discussed in the car. What was the other thing we discussed? There was one more thing. We discussed the commitment issues, PDA, and there was there was one other issue that you brought up. Um, and I can't remember what it was. Was it cheating? We did talk about we did talk about cheating, the effects of cheating, what it does, how you can get over it, how you can work through it. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy topic. Yeah, That's, I feel that, like if somebody cheated on me, even if it was just one time, that, that would take, like, it would take a lot on me, like, mentally. It's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. Um, That's not, cheating is, cheating is one of those things where, and this is something that I, ex- I explained to her, and we talked about this. Many times, cheating, honestly, has nothing to do with the person being cheated on, even though... They That's feel, how we take right. it. Right. If, yeah. if you feel like it's you, like you were lacking something, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's actually something that the person who is cheating actually lacks. Something that they don't have that honestly can't be fulfilled by a person. There's a, and me, me and a brother at church talked about this. There is a God sized hole in people's hearts and minds that can only be filled by God that can only be satisfied by God. And there's many things that people go through, whether in childhood or adulthood, 
that sometimes leads to an incorrect perception of how relationships should be conducted. And there's a lot of inadequacies in people that lead to cheating that really have very little to, to nothing to do with the person that they're with. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate thing is you, you can't, you can't control how a person reacts to what you do and you can't get mad. You could say, Oh, it's not your fault, but a person is going to react how they're going to react. You can't control that. And that's something that you can't get mad at once, once the reaction comes. I feel like that's a, that's what I hear a lot. Like in cheating relationships, people are just like, Oh, well it wasn't my spouse's fault. Like it wasn't on them. It was like on me. Do you think that's that's hard to accept even if you even if you know it to be true? Do you think it's still hard to accept? Yeah. Cuz you could say something. It's like I think it's what you do and how you show that it wasn't their fault. Right, right. Yeah, these are all things uh hard to deal with. But the purpose of this video today is for those of you out there that are maybe in a rocky marriage, you have children, you think they won't be affected at all? Let me tell you, there is a price to pay if you want your children to grow up grow up correctly once that divorce is final. And there's a lot of legwork you have to, you have to do and a lot of sacrifices you're going to have to make because of the void left by that broken relationship. Kids don't go unaffected. There was many years where I thought my kids were okay until they got older and we started having some of these candid conversations and I realized, oh, yeah, everything is not good. This divorce actually affected them more than I knew. And it's nothing that you guys could have changed. I mean, we could have we could have worked it out, right? So and that's why I always say you have to be you have to be you have to be willing to accept responsibility when the responsibility lays at your feet. Mm-hmm. There's things we could have done to make it work. And I will never back down from that. And I will never use any excuse and make it seem like, oh, no, it just couldn't work. Now nah, I could have worked. Well, I think the real purpose of this video was to see me because I know you guys missed me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and on that note, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.